we started off just by doing, they ran hundreds of thousands of um, simulations of, of, you know, artificial organisms that were in foraging games. And we let some of them see reality and others not to see reality. And we just looked at what would happen. And what, what we saw was intriguing. We saw that the organisms, you know, artificial organisms that saw reality as it is, were not out competing organisms of equal complexity that saw none of reality. And we're just allowed to see the fitness payoffs. And, it, and that's a key notion in evolution is the notion of fitness payoffs. Whatever the world is, um, the state of the world, it will have consequences for you. And the consequences depend on what kind of creature you are. So being 5,000 meters underwater is great for a benthic fish, but it would be terrible for me. So whatever reality might be, um, the consequences, the fitness payoffs could be wildly different for different creatures. Eating um, certain kinds of berries could kill me that, that may be the source of life for another animal. Um, eucalyptus leaves, for example. And, and koalas. I mean, if I eat eucalyptus leaves, I'd be in bad trouble, but that's all the uh, koala can eat. <clears throat> so, so that, so the fitness payoffs depend on objective reality, but they vary wildly across creatures. And so, so then armed with those um, simulations, I decided that it, there might be a theorem here. So I, I proposed a, a couple ideas to a colleague of mine, Chetan Prakash. And, and Chetan's a, a a very brilliant mathematician and we worked on it together but but he's the he's the mathematician not me and we've uh, published a couple papers and the the bottom line is this the probability is zero that any sensory system of any organism sees any aspect hmm. of the structure of objective reality according to evolution by natural selection probability is precisely zero precisely zero and so what that means is that our perceptions, the very language of space and time and physical objects, shapes and colors and motions and textures and so forth. Also, all of our senses, so smells, the, 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 the auditory perceptions that we're having, the, the hearing and so forth, the very predicates of our sensory systems, the very language of our sensory system is simply the wrong language to describe objective reality. So I'm saying, I'm not saying something merely like, uh, we get the shapes a little bit off or the colors a little bit off or the distances a little bit wrong. I'm, I'm saying that the language of shapes, colors, distances, and so forth could not possibly frame a true description of objective reality according to natural selection. It's mm -hmm. just the wrong language. And, and so that's that's a, a stunning result. And, and one just intuition, you might ask, well, how, you know, how could that be? What's wrong with the original argument that I just gave that said that if you see the truth, you're more likely to pass on your genes? And, and, and the argument, the intuition is this. <clears throat> the payoff functions that drive natural selection are functions that depend on objective reality, whatever objective reality might be. So the question is, so suppose objective reality has some structure to it, like a total order or some symmetry group or a topology or a measurable structure. So some mathematical structure that the question is, what is the probability that a payoff function will be what mathematicians call a homomorphism of that structure, that it will actually preserve that structure, that it will contain information about mm -hmm. say that total order or that, that measurable structure. 
Well, it turns out that one can actually use combinatorial arguments to compute precisely that probability. And so we have a paper for those who are interested and want to get past just a, a little interview and want to see the math. Um, it, there's a paper called Fact, Fiction, and Fitness. Just came out a few months ago. Fact, Fiction, and Fitness. Or if you Google my name on that paper, you can actually see the math, the combinatorics. And what, what Chaitan proved is that uh, the set of payoff functions that preserve the various kinds of structures, we looked at symmetry groups, um, total orders, measurable structures, the set of payoff functions that actually contain information about the structure has probability zero. Mm -hmm. And so we go through that, that argument there. So what that means is natural selection can only shape sensory systems according to the information in the payoff functions. The payoff functions don't contain information about the structure of the world. Mm -hmm. Therefore, natural selection is tuning us to something other than the structure of the world. And, and so that raises, there's a couple questions I think that people naturally have at, at this point. One is first, natural selection is only part of evolution, right? There's all sorts of aspects to evolution. Why have I focused on natural selection? There's genetic drift, there's linkage, there's pleiotropy, there's the constraints from physics and chemistry. Uh, some evolutionary biologists have argued that uh, selection pressures are a relatively minor aspect of evolution. Mm -hmm. uh, so Stephen Jay Gould and Richard Lewinton, for example, um, have sort of attack the adaptationist point of view on, on evolution. And, and it, for all I know, they may be right that natural selection is a very, very minor aspect of evolution. That's, that's you know, that's for technical experts in the field of evolutionary theory to, to work out. And I don't know the answer there. But, but here's why I focused on natural selection. To the extent that people think that evolution might have shaped us to see the truth, they say the, the, the reason is that seeing the truth will make you more fit. That's a natural selection argument. So that's why I went after natural selection. No one argues that genetic drift will make you see the truth. It couldn't. How could genetic drift, a random drift of genetic, mm. you know, genetic code, change, change your systems so that you see the truth? How could linkage and pleiotropy do that? The only tool that evolutionary theory might have that, that could conceivably, we would hope, shape our systems to see the truth is natural selection. And so that's why I used evolutionary game theory because that's the tool that focuses on natural selection. So, so, so and, and once again, I'm not assuming that I know what objective reality is. I don't need to assume it. The, the tool is so powerful, it lets me say that whatever the structure objective reality might have, we don't see it according to natural selection.